This is Jess, and you're listening to The Pumping Podcast. This week, I sit down with a mama from Miami, a beautiful mom who's focused on fashion, family, food, and fitness, all the four Fs that I love as well. We have a beautiful conversation about motherhood, a little bit about breastfeeding, and what her blog has done for her, how it's inspired her, kept her sane, and helped her stay away from all of the noise. Without further ado, here's Adriana. Here we are. We are in, um, you know, unusual times, typical for 2020. I'm in my parents' closet. (laughs) Welcome to the Pumping Podcast, year two, 2020. I'm hanging out in the closet with a bunch of clothes. I love it. That's so funny. I'm so excited. You're not innovative. Right? Hey, you never know what's going to happen this year. It just keeps getting more and more interesting. (laughs) I am sitting down with Mama Adriana, and I found her on Instagram. Her handle is at 4FsGiven, which I think is amazing and hilarious. We're going to talk a little bit more about what all that means, but um, she's just a beautiful person. I'm so excited to hear more about her story and um, welcome you to my closet. So thanks, Adriana. You look so beautiful and bright and adorable, and I'm in my closet. You know, that's the way it works. Miami will do that to you. Exactly. You know, before and when we were in New York, it was all black all the time. But when we moved to Miami, I said, you know what? I really need to introduce some color into my wardrobe. So this is my attempt. Well, I have a little bit of color, but you can't see it because this closet's so dark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's a perfect segue because I wanted to ask. You were I think we have so many connections here. You were born in Boston and you lived in New York. I'm currently south of Boston. My parents live in Boston and I live in New York right now. That's so crazy. So where are you from originally? So I was born in Stoneham, Massachusetts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So close to us. Yeah. Where are you guys? Um, My family is in Taunton, just about 20, 20 minutes north of Providence and about 40 minutes south of Boston. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then when I was about six, my mom moved to Florida. Um, And then a couple of, I think it was about a year later, my dad came down. Um, And so we had, I grew up in Florida. And then when I was 21, I ended up moving all around. And then after, I think it was probably like six years of that, I moved to New York. And I spent the majority of my adulthood in New York. I spent about 10 years there. Until we moved down down to Miami a couple of years ago. That's amazing. I feel like you visited. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think you visited some of the top cities. <laughs> it's so awesome. My husband loves Miami too. The last time we went down there, he's originally from Puerto Rico. Oh wow! And he just felt at home down yeah. there. Yeah, Puerto Rico is actually one of the places that I moved to when I turned 21. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. I I first was in Guaynabo for a little bit and then yeah, lived his family for the rest. So funny. He went to school in Guaynabo and oh, his wow. family's from Trujillo Alto. That's so Oh crazy. my goodness. See, there's so many reasons why you end up <laughs> connecting with people. So I want to go back to your Instagram handle for a second because I think it's A, hilarious. And I've been following you and connecting with you for a little while. And I just realized like two weeks ago, what the actual play on words and whole meaning is. So can you just tell our listeners a little about this? 
Yeah. Um, so it just kind of came at me when I was look, looking for a name for my blog. Um, and since I was in the fashion industry for so long, I wanted to continue to do that because it's obviously one of my passions. Um, but I you know, also became a mom and I was interested in family and I was always into fitness and I've always been such a healthy eater that I wanted to kind of find something that I could combine. So I thought, okay, fashion, family, food, and fitness. Okay. Four F's. These are the four F's I care about, right? So four F's given. So it's basically a play on zero F's given. Yeah. Um, and these are the four topics, the four main categories that I put everything that I talk about into. Um, and that's just kind of how it came about. It was just like thinking through what I wanted to talk about and how I could turn that into a, a blog and uh, an Instagram name. I love it so much. Yeah, fun. Well, you're so inspirational. All of your blog posts are just amazing. And <laughs> I'm a fan of all of those four categories. So uh, I really enjoyed it. But I'm actually Mama, glad you got it because sometimes I'm like, I wonder if people are going to understand like what my handle actually means, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, like I said, it took me a little while. I was just thinking four F's given, like, of course, like every mom should just be like, fuck it. I don't care who, you know, do what you want, you know, live your life as a mom, especially. But then all of a sudden I was looking at your blog and reading more and thinking, wait a minute. So it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dive in a little bit more to um, the beautiful life that you've brought into this world and then also your life before that first of all so what was life like before the birth of your daughter yeah um so before Stella came you know we would we would travel a lot we'd go to the gym we'd go to the beach we'd go to the pool we'd go out to eat whenever we wanted you know things like that um and keep in mind this is also pre-covid so we didn't have to worry about right where we were going, if we were going to go or not, um, we would just kind of see something and we would just go. Right. And so that's how things were before she came. Obviously things changed after that, but we were just on the go all the time. You know, my fiance was always playing soccer and I was always at the gym or going to the beach or, you know, things like that. So just things to keep, keep us active in our, in our communities really. And what were you doing for work? So I, at the time, still had my business. Um, so prior to Stella, I had a um, an event production and digital digital marketing and PR agency. And that's what I was doing in New York. So I had clients. I was, the majority of the business was producing runway shows during New York Fashion Week. So, you know, doing all of the legwork to make that come to fruition was months of planning on top of doing other events like pop-up stores um, and then on top of, you know, other services like public relations. So definitely kept me busy. So that's what I was doing before that. I was an entrepreneur. It was crazy. I mean, in New York too, was, all I did was work. I, I always tell the story of like my relationship with New York is so much different than like my fiance's, for example, you know, he had fun, he had friends, he went out, he had a good time, career. Mine was just work, 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 work. I mean, I would have two jobs, sometimes three jobs at a time just to make my dreams come true basically because I was financing myself um so I was I was definitely hustling yeah. yeah that's a that's a good word I think for all moms even before their mothers all moms I feel like are just hustlers it's the way it's in our blood that's what we have yeah. to do right yeah I mean you're multitasking constantly your mind is everywhere you know your thoughts are in different places and you have exactly to in all of those places at the same time so yeah for sure we're always hustling so what was pregnancy like for you? What was that experience? 
pregnancy for me was really great. You know, I kind of feel like it was like this little magical experience. I was, I was lucky, you know, I didn't have any sickness. I worked out the whole time until about the last two weeks because I had what's called, um, if I can pronounce this, symphysis of pubic <laughs> dysfunction. Oh um, my goodness. Or something like that. But basically what it means is like the ligaments that are supporting the pelvic bone become relaxed too early from, um, oh gosh, I forget what, I forget what it's called. Um, anyway, they become from something too yeah. relaxed. Yeah. And it causes a lot of discomfort and your pubic bone actually is starting to open up. Um, wow. That was really the only challenge that I remember having, you know, I, for me, it was just, it was an awesome experience. I loved being pregnant. I loved feeling the little movement start to come and, and progress into more, more kicking and punching and things like yeah. that. But honestly, I got very lucky. I wasn't sick at all. Um, not, not even once I didn't get sick. So it was a great experience for me. I loved it. I loved being pregnant. I and never felt more comfortable in my body mm, than when I was pregnant. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's crazy though. I think it's so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's such a transition from, for most people that it's, it can maybe go the opposite way, but for you, if it was inspiring and felt comfortable, that's, that's exactly what we would have want. Yeah. It was, it was really great. Now what about, I know if you could always be in that position, (laughs) feeling that bliss. You know, it's interesting too, because you know, when you're pregnant, you're hormonal and you have emotions and things like that. But for me, it was kind of the opposite, right? Like I was um, actually less hormonal, you know, I felt like my hormones were more regulated when I was, when I was pregnant. It's weird. Hmm. Crazy things happen when you're pregnant too. It's like, you can't even guess. And so now what was your birthing experience like? Did it go as planned? Was it smooth? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was, it was somewhat smooth. I was in late labor for 19 hours. Uh, that being said, it was it was very pleasant after I got through triage. Triage was was quite brutal. Um, they were really adamant about checking me and making sure that I, you know, how how many centimeters I was dilated. But the lady who was checking me was incredibly rough. Mm. I had to tell them to stop, and someone else had to come and check me again. But for me, like whenever I had to go get checked, like last week, you know, or the last several weeks, you go every single week to get checked. Right. Um, it was very painful for me. I actually had to tell my doctor, like, I can't keep coming every week. This is just too painful. I would be in pain for like days. Mm. Um, but once I got out of triage and they took me to my room, everything was really, really beautiful. The nurses were amazing. Um, they were so caring. They were really respectful of my birthing plan. Um, you know, I was like, here's my birthing plan. This is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. They read it and they were cool with it. Um, they were just, they were really awesome and super supportive. They were making sure I was moving around a lot, making sure I was comfortable. The only thing I couldn't have was food, which I, <laughs> I, I really wanted. Cause I was like, you know, like I actually got up at like three in the morning. So I was having canes and I thought to myself, okay, let me just go to the bathroom real quick. And for some reason I turned the light on. I don't usually turn the light on obviously in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Mm. And I did for this one and I turned it on. And I was bleeding and I was like, okay, yeah, something's going on. I was like, I don't think I'm in labor, but I'm bleeding. So I'm so close to having the baby. We're going to the hospital. I woke up my fiance and I was like, babe, we need to go to the hospital. I think I might be in labor. I'm bleeding. So we got things ready, jumped into the car and went to the hospital and it was pretty smooth. Um, after labor, everything was, was really great too. My Did you have a natural birth? I did. 
Yeah, I actually didn't think that I was going to make it through. At one point, I was thinking to myself, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. I was pushing for a good hour, maybe, maybe more than that, you know, like physically pushing. And I said to myself, I'm not going to be able to do this. And uh, I just pushed through it. I pushed through it, accomplished my goal, had the vaginal birth, and I was super happy about it. What is one thing from your first year as a mother? Because Stella's just over a year. She's going to be seven. She's going to be 18 months in a couple of days. Okay. (laughs) So what is one thing that you wish you had known beforehand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Let me preface by saying that I did a ton of research before. Um, I did find a lot of conflicting information that was most of the time like outdated or callous. You know, I'm more of like the attachment parenting type, um, which is one of the reasons why I started my blog. Um, But I think it would have been helpful knowing that we should have started getting her used to the bottle before I actually went back into work. Mm -hmm. Um, she refused to to take the bottle. Like she would not have it. My my first day back at work, I had to come home early because she didn't want to take it. I didn't want to take it at all. And my, um, my thought process was, you know, I just want to breastfeed her. I just want her to be, you know, on this amazing journey with, with me to on this. And, um, you know, I didn't want there to be any nipple confusion and, you know, all the scary things that you read, but Looking back, if I had to tell moms to do something different than I did, I would say to introduce, you know, introduce a bottle a little bit earlier. Um, you know, I mean, poor Eric, he was so tired because he was, it was like his, his domain, you know, he was doing all the reading, all, watching all the videos and researching. And yeah, I mean, that was definitely, definitely challenging. Yeah. But it could make that transition a little bit easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So aside from that what has been the hardest thing about motherhood for you so far yeah um I would think hardest thing for motherhood for me so far is like tuning out the noise you know so many people have their opinions on what to do and how to do it and I think that one of the reasons my my family doesn't do that with me personally is because they know how I am yeah (laughs) I'll leave it at that you're like I'll put it out there (laughs) you guys know Um, but you know, when people like give me their unsolicited advice, like I just get uh, annoyed. Like if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, don't get, don't get me wrong. Like I have my mom tribe, like who have helped me through my journey and I'm not objecting to advice at all. I'm just more talking, more, more so talking about the people who just like impose their journey onto mine as if they know what I'm going through or know what's best for my situation. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think that's probably one of the hardest parts is just like, you know, cause as a new mom too, like you don't really know everything and you're going through everything for the first time. And then when people start giving you advice, it just gets really overwhelming, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, and then you stop trusting yourself, you know, and right. stop listening to your own instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just becomes harder, right? Because you're, you're trying to, you're trying to please everybody basically. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it seems as though, you know, more than you think, you know, yeah. There- some things that you cannot plan for that you have no idea about that you need to go get the help for but those instincts are there and so if you can kind of just trust them it's right you know and and so many moms are different that it's probably always best to lead with something to the effect of i have experience in xyz if you'd like to talk about it let me know 
as opposed to just unsolicited, you know, uns, un, unsolicited, is that a word? Un, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> un, giving unsolicited advice. There we go. <laughs> I was like, how do you say that? Um, but yeah, I can find, I, I mean, I think people do that with everything, but I think motherhood especially, and since it can be such a controversial topic and something that can really hit to the core with specific things, whether it's breastfeeding or toddler food or sleep training, all of those things, they're too sensitive topics, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you never really know what someone else is going through and what they've no. done with pride and things like that. You know, I think that's why it's really important just to kind of give support and encouragement. Yeah. A hundred percent. Second guessing ourselves constantly. Last yeah. week was like someone else telling us that we're doing it wrong all along. Right. Mamas, I just wanted to take a quick moment to recognize one of my sponsors, Hypnobabies. Hypnobabies is birth hypnosis, how to enjoy your baby's birth in comfort, joy, and love. If you're a soon-to-be mama or know a soon-to-be mama, check out the link in the show notes for Hypnobabies. There's a home study course, there's MP3 tracks, and there's also a few non-birthing tracks as well. How to stop smoking, how to help your toddler sleep, and many, many more. Check out Hypnobabies in the show notes for a 20% off discount, and make sure you use the code PUMPINGPODCAST for a 20% off discount. For more info about Hypnobabies, you can go back and listen to episode 7, where I interviewed the founder and CEO, Carrie Tishoff. She was gracious enough to give my listeners a private code for 20% off, so make sure you use that code PUMPINGPODCAST. Go check out Hypnobabies in the show notes. Now back to the show. So what has been the most rewarding part then? Oh gosh, I would have to say hands down like the love and the bond and just the witnessing of this like little human you know, turning into her own little self. And, you know, she's like seeing that she's so much of me and her dad. And she's basically truly the best of both of us. Mm, That's beautiful. You know, like I really look forward to every day and every moment with her. She just, she makes my life so much more rich, you know? Mm. I'd love for you to speak a little bit about your experience um, breastfeeding. I know, especially with a toddler, because you're still breastfeeding with her, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me say yes, but let me also say it's limited, right? So it's only in the morning and at nighttime once in a while, like if she's like really teething or something, she'll want to go on the boob during the day, but it's really just more so for comfort if she does that. Um, Well, and I think the thing is that I've been hearing mostly as well, moms who are breastfeeding after a year, it usually does look like that. mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people misunderstand, oh, I'm breastfeeding a toddler. They think that they're breastfeeding every time they need a drink or every time they're eating a meal. And that's not the case. No, no, it's not. I mean, so what is, what has it been like for you now that she's grown up? It's gotten easier since I weaned her from breastfeeding in the middle of the night. So that happened about two months ago. So the challenging, the most challenging part about it is not sleeping. Um, but like I said, like once I started weaning her, it, it, it changed significantly. Um, uh, Have you felt at all any pressure or any um, question, any, you know, unsolicited opinions from people as you've, as no. you've progressed? No, that's great. 
not to my face. <laughs> well, I think that's important too, because one of the other episodes that just recently um, launched aired, uh, she said the same exact thing. And I think that's really important for moms who have maybe just had a child or future moms. I think that's important for them to hear because I think you think that you're going to maybe get all of this backlash or questioning or, you know, come up against all these opinions. And who cares what people think in their own yeah. time? Like four F's given, as you know, like exactly. you say. And I think it's important to know that if you make that decision, that's your decision. And I mean, unless you're going to have a conversation with someone about it, people are very unlikely to come up to you, I think, and truly question you about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just mean, hope I, that empowers moms, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen, you know, especially with, since it's breastfeeding, the National Breastfeeding um, Awareness Month, I should say. Um, I've just seen so many amazing photos and, and videos of moms breastfeeding their toddlers. It's really, I mean, it's more than just, just comfort for them. They're still getting nourishment. Their immune system is still building and to be yeah. able to give them that boost is priceless. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So how has it been different from, for you when she was little compared to when she changed? Like, do you find do you find you're, you're doing it more for yourself as more of a comfort? Is it for her? Is it more for her immune system? How has the process changed and how, and your opinion and your feelings about breastfeeding, how has that changed as she's gotten older? Um, my opinions and my opinions on it haven't really changed. Um, I still think it's the best thing that you can do for your kid if you're able to do it, obviously. Um, and I think that the only way that it's really been different is the amount that she's intaking, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not really producing much milk now since I weaned her at nighttime. So she's not doing the two to three hours every single hour during right. the night. So that's really been the biggest change is just the amount that she's drinking and how much my body's producing. My body isn't producing much. Um, and come that what's tagged along with that is that I've gained some weight because my body isn't burning those up to 500 calories a day. Mm. I'm not producing as much milk. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, nothing really has changed significantly. I mean, she's, she eats really well. She has eaten really well, even since, you know, she was one. Um, but nothing has really significantly changed for us since, since she's been breastfeeding. And do you plan to just continue until she seems to not need it anymore? Yeah. Um, you know, it's really kind of just like a routine thing. So like in the morning, we'll go in, we'll wake her up. She comes into our bed um, and then she asks for it. She says, boo-boo, boo-boo. <laughs> and then she just kind of like lays on me and she, you know, she's just suckling a little bit. And then she bounces back and forth from one to the next for like mm -hmm. 20 minutes, half an hour. It's just kind of like our little thing in the morning. Yeah. And then at nighttime, it's just like after she has her bath and I'm reading her her books and she wants to, she wants to nurse a little bit, but that's pretty much, that's pretty much the extent of it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nice, nice moment for the two of you, I think. Yeah. Little routine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You touched on this earlier, but, um, and I think this is what you were talking about, but you have an article in your blog that's entitled Our Bottle Versus Nipple Struggle. Um, so I just wanted to dive into that a little bit. Um, first of all, is that blog essentially what you were explaining before in your advice to moms to incorporate the bottle sooner? Yeah, 
Exactly. So like I mentioned before, introducing the bottle early is something I wish I knew to do before we had to pull the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I just wanted to make sure that she had nursing down packed before anything else was introduced, whether it was the bottle or the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Pacifier is another topic. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I actually was like, I'm not going to give her the pacifier. I'm not going to give it to her. And then like once she really started teething, it was like, okay, we have to give her some sort of comfort. But at what age was that out of curiosity? I think we started giving her the pacifier around like five, six months. It's so funny because I had this rant. I don't know why I talked to my husband about random like mom baby things now and he's probably annoyed about it he's like "Eh, hold off we're not there yet (laughs) but we've had a lot of conversations that many you know couples wouldn't beforehand yeah so we had this conversation about about pacifiers and he said i just don't get it like why do you even need it you probably you know just don't even have it and then if you give it to them they're just going to want it more but like it's not quite that you know maybe with some kids but so what was your is was that kind of your initial opinion on it you wanted to hold off as long as possible i wanted to hold off as long as possible i don't really remember why now i decided on that um i think part of it also was because of you know i didn't want her to have that confusion of nipple versus pacifier right um i didn't want her teeth to get messed up don't know if that's um even a thing but um yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what my reasoning was, to be honest. But um, I do remember that the nanny actually introduced the nipple, to, uh, the the pacifier to her. Mm. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I don't mind. And um, does she still use it? She does. Yeah, she does. But usually it's only at nighttime or if she's teething, she she really needs it because she's like biting on it, you know? Right, right. Um. Well, on the but- flip side of that is I have a friend whose daughter won't even take a pacifier so you never really know yeah well it's interesting because she wouldn't take it at first Mm. when we tried to give it to her she didn't want it Mm. so you never quite yeah yeah you never quite know but anyway back to the back to the bottle so um I guess my initial question was what would you tell moms to do differently than what you experienced but would it basically just be to start adding the bottle in sooner yeah, so I would, yeah, exactly. So I'd tell other parents to go ahead and try the bottle, maybe like one to two times a day. It's actually a great way to get the dad involved in the feedings or yeah. another caregiver involved in the feedings. Um, just so that they get used to it because we went through, I probably went through every single brand to figure out which mm-hmm. one that she would take. So that takes time, you know? Yeah, I've heard that a lot before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely trying in to introduce it, you just, even just like one to two times a day, I think would be beneficial. So I just want to talk a little bit more about your blog before we wrap up. What has this blog done for you? What What is it? What is it for you? How does it inspire you? Oh gosh, it's kind of evolved, you know? Um, but for me, it's really, it really begins with like my journey, right? And documenting my journey into motherhood from start till whenever finish is going to be, if that even exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of wanted to have like a place to document everything and be able to go back and look at it. Or, you know, if we have another kid, um, you know, go back and look at my own advice and my own stories and see if I can implement them and, and, and take them into the next journey. Um, but that's really kind of where it started was just making sure that I had documentation of this amazing 
thing that I'm going to be going through and being able to help other moms in the process was something that really just came along the way. Cause I just saw so many moms who were reaching out, you know, talking to me, asking for advice and let, you know, like hanging on like every word that I was saying and reading all the blogs. And it was just really inspiring to me to be able to continue to help other people, whether, you know, even though it, it wasn't as much of a business, like my other business, you know, um, it was still in an aspect helping other people and helping moms get through their journeys and talking about their experiences. So for me, that's been really inspiring. And that's what's actually been keeping me going. And to do this is just to be able to, to help other, other moms through their, their journey. Yeah. It was probably a little therapy for you in a way too, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause sometimes it does get lonely, you know, a lot of moms yeah. talk about how lonely it is and it does get lonely. I'm super lucky and blessed to have an amazing partner. Like he's very hands-on and, you know, he's, he's, he's just amazing with me and with Stella. Um, so, you know, a lot of moms don't have that. And I think that if we can be there for each other as much as we can, absolutely, I think it only, it only makes us stronger. It only makes our generation that we're raising even stronger too. How has Stella impacted you and, and changed the past year of your life? Oh gosh, I, I would have to say I'm much more um, aware of political things because of her. Mm, that's interesting. Um, I was never a political person. Um, my fiance is definitely a political person, uh, always has been, always will be. Um, and that's definitely shifted me. But when she came, it was just like everything changed for me. It wasn't about me anymore, you know, and I'm totally okay with that. Like I still do things for myself and, and all of that. But um, being a mom is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I truly, I truly love it. You know, maybe my story will change if I have another kid who's a total, a total chaos. <laughs> but uh, at the moment right now, I can say that with confidence, you know, she's just, she's brought out the best in me. Um, and just the things that are going on around me, I just want to be a part of, and I want to make sure that I'm contributing to her future much more than just what I can do here in the house, you know? That's so beautiful. <laughs> My last question for you is what is something that you would like to tell her now for when she's 18? So if she were to think back or listen back to this and hear it when she's 18, what's something you want to tell her now? I would tell her to value herself, you know, um, trust herself and she could do anything that she wants to do. You know, um, she's very ambitious and she's very, she's very much a go-getter already. So mm. I can see that personality in her. She's on the move already. Yeah. Yeah, but I think my biggest piece of advice would be to value yourself, value everything, everything. Mm, I love that. Well, all of your blog posts and everything that you put up on Instagram and social media is so inspiring. And I have a feeling that she'll get a lot of that from you. But <laughs> I, I also want to make sure mamas who are listening or watching, if you're watching our video, check, check Adriana out. I mean, I, I think her blogs are different than others that I've seen. They're really heartfelt. The other thing that I think is kind of cool is your blogs are a little shorter than some yeah. that I've seen, which is kind of amazing because I think, you know, moms can get overwhelmed. It's a lot that's going on. Yeah. And as we talked earlier, like there's a lot of opinions. So if you would like, you know, it's a, a quick little read up, but full of yeah. information. So I think that's yeah. really 
important. You can um, check out the show notes. You can follow her um, at 4FsGiven, and it's the number 4FsGiven. And all the links for Instagram as well as her blog will be in the show notes, so you can check that out. But definitely do that and um, reach out because I'm sure you would love to connect with moms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love nothing more. I'm so grateful that we were able to connect. You're like such a bright light in my my dark little closet here uh, of 2020. So thank you so much for connecting and sharing your story. It was, oh my it was gosh, really great my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> the Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms. And I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, take a minute on Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and make sure you review so other mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. Some fun news for you. We have a private mama network for support and community of mamas. If you'd like to join, email info at thepumpingpodcast.com. Also, if you'd like to be a guest and share your journey into motherhood, email interviews at thepumpingpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at thepumpingpodcast. And for any other questions or to connect, check out thepumpingpodcast.com. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. You light me up and inspire me. And share the podcast with a mama or future mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping.